Welcome to the Inside Out Life, the podcast where we strive for inward reformation that inspires outward transformation in every area, marriage, family, faith, and life. I'm your host, author, and pastor, Chris Schimmel. I want to read a story that Jesus told about being true blue or faithful from the inside out. Um, Right afterwards, he tells what the story means. Uh, The story is from Matthew chapter 21 and goes about three verses from verse 28. And this is what he says. He says, but what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. And the son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and he went anyway. Then the father told the other son, the younger son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I I will. But he didn't go. And Jesus posed this question to his hearers, who were no doubt Pharisees. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied, well, the first did. And Jesus explained his meaning. He said, I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. Well, um, there are a couple of things that we could talk about from this story or or parable. Um, We could talk about the primary meaning of the parable, which Jesus made pretty clear that newly repentant sinners may be able to get into God's kingdom before and in place of people who consider themselves to be long-time, spiritually faithful people. And we could talk about that. But what I want to talk about is this universally understood moral premise that Jesus alluded to in order to make his point. And that premise has to do with faithfulness, or how to be true blue from the inside out. Well, first, let's address the son who said, yes, I'll be there, but then he doesn't show up. Well, Jesus suggests this son is wrong. Uh, The man acknowledges it that the son was wrong, and Jesus confirms that you're correct, that son was wrong. And I think that we can all see why. This son's, the younger son, his moral integrity in his heart was never strong enough to want to help his dad or to fulfill his commitment. Jesus even goes a step farther if we were to back up to Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, where he says, Let your yes be yes and let your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. And wow, that's... That's really strong language. He didn't say that in conjunction with this parable at this time, but we know that he said it, and we know that it's a strong value in his heart. So let's get back to the son. When he said, yes, Dad, I'll show up, well, that should have been enough, right? According to what Jesus said in Matthew 5. Well, let's just say um, this has happened before with this 
father and this uh, son. And when the son said, yes, I'll be there, maybe the dad just kind of rolled his eyes. And so the son maybe would have responded and said, really, dad, I, I promise I'll, I'll be there. I mean, doesn't this happen with people all the time these days? People make promises and uh, they they justify their promises and they have to do that because they haven't been that faithful in the past. But you see, Jesus is saying that that in itself, uh, qualifying ourselves, crosses a line of wrong behavior. Something inside of us isn't right when we feel we have to do that. And it's interesting because any one of us are prone to doing this, aren't we? You know, really, Dad, I'll be there on time. Honest, I will. Or to our friend, I promise I won't let you down this time. Or to our mom, maybe we would say, um, you can count on me, really. I mean, we all kind of find ourselves doing this from time to time, don't we? So why does Jesus say this is wrong? Well, he says it because if we have to strengthen our yes with a promise or a vow or a qualification, it suggests that the first yes may have been either a lie or at least not sincere, and we knew it. Vows and promises are a hint of weakness in character. A yes, if our character is sound, should be enough to get us there. Well, many people in our culture have discovered a promise or a vow, you know, to be a convenient put-off. Once I was with some men, and one of the men said, my teenage son makes promises all the time to my face and to other people, but then he doesn't come through. And then he makes some lame excuse like he had the wrong day or he forgot or something like that. And then one of the other men said, yeah, that's the way my son is too. And the other uh, man said that was with us, uh, yeah, my daughter is exactly the same way. Well, it seems to be a characteristic of our world these days. And I would contend this doesn't just happen with teenagers in our culture. People in general evade responsibility in this manner regularly. But this is the kind of thing where we say it's who we are when no one's looking. It's who we are before an audience of one that really matters. You see, Jesus wants his followers to be people of their word. Why? Because they best reflect his image. The scripture says, God's word never returns void. And the promises of God are yes and amen. In other words, a done deal. Paul said in Titus, God can't lie. He wants our character to be the same way. So God wants us to be people who 
simply say yes or no to our commitments, and our yes is a done deal. And whether we say it to people or to God doesn't matter because a yes to people is a yes to God. Because if we fail to do what we have committed, we've lied. And that is a sin before the Lord. So when I first graduated from high school, I was asked to coach a Little League baseball team in my hometown. And the kids uh, who I was going to coach really excited because, you know, I was supposed to be a, a pretty good baseball player. And because of that, you know, they thought that they were going to win everything. In addition, I was young and therefore I was cool. Now, they considered me an adult and they actually called me Mr. Schimmel, even though I was only 17. And hearing anyone call me Mr. at 17 really kind of freaked me out. Um, but I wasn't a very good adult, <laughs> nor was I a cool coach. Because after about three practices, I got bored and I quit. About halfway through the season, I walked around a corner somewhere and there was one of the kids on the team. And he sarcastically said to me, Hey, coach, hope you're having a good time. And by the way, thanks for nothing. Well, I didn't have a word to say. He was 100% right. And as he walked away, I just stood there in shame. And I'd like to say that that incident, <clears throat> excuse me, turned me around, but it didn't. It wasn't until I had given my heart to Christ and allowed his Holy Spirit to get into my being that I began to grasp the premise of true faithfulness. You know, being a, a faithful person, true blue, down inside my soul. You see, Galatians 5.22 lists nine fruit of the Spirit. All nine should be in and developing in every Christian. And number seven on that list is faithfulness. And faithfulness, in its simplest form, is the act of showing up when we say we will. And having the strength of character to be as committed to a simple yes as we are to an elaborate promise or commitment. And as committed to a small yes to an obscure person as we are to a big yes to a prominent person, or the Lord, or to a ministry assignment, or anything. God wants us to be people of our word, just as he is faithful to his word, because we are a reflection of his image. Now, there's one other thought related to this point that I that I want to scratch the surface of, and it merits mentioning today in this podcast because it's part of Jesus' instruction on faithfulness. And it's something we all have trouble with in our respective worlds, and that is saying no. It's all right to say no, 
but we're not good at it, especially when people close to us obligate us or push our buttons or, or cross boundaries in our lives. We need to know when and how to say no. Now, I addressed this more fully in a, 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 a podcast a few weeks ago um, when I talked about self-respect, but for now, we'll just say saying no is also a part of being faithful being a faithful person because often since we don't know how to do it <laughs> we overcommit ourselves so we can't be the faithful person God wants us to be now there's another side of this faithfulness that Jesus addresses in this parable and has nothing to do with keeping our verbal commitments and it's illustrated by the other son who said no. Jesus says this son examined his heart and he realized his no was wrong. And his conscience got the best of him. It wasn't just a matter of him being faithful to what he did or didn't say. It was a matter of him being faithful to what he knew in his heart to be right. And that was showing up. So have you noticed these days that there is a deluge of people not showing up? Whether they say, yes, I will, or no, I won't, when people should show up, they don't. Nowadays, of parents who split up, often one or the other, sometimes both, don't show up for their kids. And in spite of the fact they know deep in their hearts that they should show up and make a supreme sacrifice to do so, they don't. Frankly, a whole lot of parents who don't split up have a problem with this too. And nowadays, employees don't show up for work or they don't show up to really work even when they are at work. And more often than at any other time in our world, husbands aren't showing up for their wives and wives aren't showing up for their husbands. And friends don't even show up for friends anymore. And thus emerges the question of our generation can anyone depend on anyone? And this is all while people know deep in their hearts it's right for them to show up. But unlike the older son in the parable, people don't follow their hearts anymore. And I think I know the reason it's like this. In 2 Timothy 3 in verse 2, there's a little phrase that goes like this. In the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. They will say, I know I should show up for my kids or my spouse or my job or my friends, but it's just too much of a hardship on me. I'll have to pay too high of a price. I'll have to give up something or lose a comfort or forfeit a pleasure. I love myself more than I love pursuing integrity before God and people, and so I'm not going to show up. I'm going to make an excuse. 
in more than 40 years of pastoring, I have never missed preaching a sermon because of sickness. And that's not to say I was never sick. There have been times that I could barely talk. Other times I was uh, nauseous. Uh, once I injured my hand and I had to hold my arm up in a cast. I, I looked a little strange holding my arm up behind the pulpit, but I showed up. Another time I had such violent hiccups that it hurt. I know that's really strange sounding, but I did. And I had them three hours before church and I couldn't stop them. Instead of, of bailing, I prayed all the way to church from home after supper. Lord, please deliver me from these things. I'm going to sound really stupid preaching your word and every five seconds going like that. Uh, that's the way they sounded, I'll tell you, it was, it was pretty strange. And so I prayed like I had never prayed before between violent hiccups, you know, gulping and then praying and gulping and then praying all the way to church. And when I walked over the threshold into the church, believe it or not, the hiccups stopped just like that. You see, I've had enough unfaithful actions in my life, like with my little league team. And it troubled me to the core. And when his spirit began to grab hold of my life, I determined I don't ever want to be an unfaithful son who doesn't show up to do those things that I know in my heart God wants me there for.